BS Free Witchcraft is a production of the Nerd and Tie Podcast Network. Nerd and Tie produces podcasts ranging from actual play to true crime, and you can find more at nerdandtie.com or join our Discord by going to nerdandtie.com slash Discord. Welcome to BS Free Witchcraft, your monthly guide to the modern witchcraft movement, minus a lot of the usual BS. I'm your host, Trey Dorn, and it is July... Or at least it is for me, and when I'm recording this, it may be any time in the future for you. You may choose to listen to this three years down the road in a cold March morning, you know, while drinking some tea because you felt like it. I don't judge or control your lifestyle. But in any case, it's July for me, which means it is time for our annual feedback episode. And unlike last episode, where I recorded it, in a cabin in the woods on my iPhone. This year, I got my shit together and uh, recorded it like a day before I go to the cabin in the woods for for a week and hide from humanity in a place where they can't reach me because everyone is terrible, the world is terrible, and we're living through a global pandemic. It's 2020, y'all. Anyways... I put the call out for people to send in feedback and questions to the show. I got a lot more than what I'm going to read today. Um, I read everything that gets sent to me. Like, if you send me something, I have read it. I don't always have time to reply to it. Uh, And if you send me something like, I love your show. Like, let me tell you, I'll, I'll tell you two things. One, I love getting those. And make me very happy and occasionally have turned some terrible days into not terrible days. But uh, I also, like, I'm from, I'm from Wisconsin. I'm a Midwesterner. I don't take praise all that. Like, I don't know how to respond to praise. So I will often just take those messages and go, like, feel incredibly good. And then not feel comfortable responding to it because I'm just like thank thank so this is just a a unified thank you to everybody who sent in something saying that you love the show and just how like and and sent a positive message but like didn't have a question attached to it Uh, I want to say that I uh, thank you so much Uh, messages like that are incredibly meaningful to me um, but I don't know how to say, I, I, I don't know how to respond to it. So I, I love you, I guess. I don't know. This has gotten awkward and, and we haven't even started answering questions yet. Oh my God. Oh, oh, this show never, like we aren't even starting on the rails. We aren't even starting anywhere near the rails. Anyways. With that in mind, we do have a bunch of questions that I can't answer. And so I'm going to read those questions and I'm going to attempt to answer them having done zero research. <laughs> I this show is usually meticulously researched and in this episode, the feedback episode is always just things that Trey thinks and knows off the top of Trey's head that is that's the show that's that's the show anyways 
let's all get started. It's gonna, it's gonna be a good time. Okay, so like last year, I'm not gonna read the names of the people submitting, um, just because some of the things submitted were just general things in the inbox, and so I don't know how much those people want their uh, personal identities publicly revealed. And so just as a blanket policy, I don't read the names of the people who are submitting questions. Um, I probably won't ever do that unless someone explicitly says, say my name here. Uh, it, so it's, yeah. I also may leave out parts of, uh, uh, parts of a message that contain personal details. And uh, just to make you a little less identifiable to the general public. And also just because, you know, some of these are very long. And I appreciate the message. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's a show. We're moving along. All right. Anyways, let's get started on the good stuff. Being the things you sent me. We're starting out spicy with the first one with the subject Satanic Panic episode. Hey, motherfucker, I like you, but I'm calling you that because I'm really triggered right now. I turned on the podcast because I'm going through a triggering situation at work right now. I needed a distraction, but there was no trigger warning before you started mentioning the specific acts of child sexual abuse that were accused in the episode. Uh, they go on to detail some, some personal stuff in that, uh, but they end the email with the line... Again, I like you, but if you're going to be harsh, which is fine, you also need to be aware and empathetic. What the fick? Uh, so, honestly, you know what? Um, that is my bad. Uh, so, the Satanic Panic episode, uh, for those of you who haven't gone back and done a full archive binge, is I talk about the Satanic Panic, which included um, false allegations of child sexual abuse. And I didn't think... A content warning on the episode. I prefer to use the word content warning instead of trigger warning because there are also people who would find certain things unpleasant who don't have anything as severe as a PTSD trigger. So I prefer content warning. But um, because the allegations weren't true, because none of the abuse actually happened, um, I didn't think to put a content warning on the accusations. Like it just didn't. It didn't even occur to me. Um, I've gone back and added a content warning to the show notes on that episode, uh, but I, I will, I will going forward, add content warnings to episodes for that kind of content, and I am sorry about that. And I, I haven't had time to do this yet, but I'm going to because it's a podcast, and I control the server. I can go back and um, modify the podcast episode. But that's going to take me um, finding my raw files for the episode and, and bumping stuff to add a content warning to it. So that that might take me um, a little while to actually get done. But I will 100% uh, do that. And going forward, I can I, I will do that every time going forward if, if we're going over that kind of a topic. It's that's that's entirely on me. And uh, yeah. I will try to do better going forward. It's such an easy thing to do, and I don't know why I did it. Didn't do it. Like, it's like it just didn't pop in my head because, like, that's a scripted episode. Like, sometimes these episodes, like, I don't have a script. Like, this episode doesn't have a script beyond the emails themselves. But that episode, anytime I do a history like that, I 
write the whole thing out before I record it. And so it's just, yeah, that was a mistake. That was a mistake. On to the next email. Subject, show subject. Hey, I'm new to the show and to the witchcraft world. What was thinking, maybe an episode on the difference between a grimoire and a book of shadows. And what the most have for those books or phones or flash drives or whatever. I'm on your Technopagan episode. But I would love to know what is recommended to include and what the must-haves. That kind of thing. Great show, by the way. Thank you. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that's not a terrible idea. Um, so, I guess the only reason why that hasn't been high on the list is because I feel like when we get into like the specific contents of especially a book of shadows, you start getting into tradition stuff that is like forms of witchcraft are going to use these tools very differently. Like um, a Wiccan book of shadows is going to have a whole bunch of Wiccan stuff in it that nobody else is. Um, Also, I think it's so the, to, to clarify the difference between a grimoire and a book of shadows, um, for many of us, it's the same book, but not for everybody. Uh, and what makes it something a grimoire and what makes something a book of shadows are two different things. Um, so, a book of shadows. Uh, this is a thing a lot of Wiccans do. I know the there. Are, I know some non-Wiccans who also keep books of shadows. Uh, books of shadows. Yeah, I think that's the plural. Um, and what that is is that's a kind of a combination. Um, your your witchcraft stuff and like stuff you've learned, but it's also partially a journal. So, like, if you were experimenting with different spells, you would be documenting that in your Book of Shadows. Um, Where a grimoire is sort of more of a... To be a grimoire, it just has has to be, like, your list of spells, your list of correspondences. Like, just, it's utilitarian. Now, that doesn't mean people don't document that kind of, like, don't journal in their grimoire ever... But that's what makes it a grimoire is just that it's this is the stuff. What makes something a book of shadows is the journaling. So whichever if if you're doing both in the same book, if you're doing both in the same book, then you can call it a grimoire or you can call it a book of shadows. It qualifies for both and it's up to you. I think a Wiccan's always gonna call it a book of shadows, but that's like doesn't matter. Um so that's that's what it is, is that uh, Grimoire's more like, you know, in a Grimoire you might not put down all of the, like, you might just put the final spell, not like all the experiments that got you down the road to get to that final spell. It can be in there, but it doesn't have to be in there. But to be a Book of Shadows, you would want that in there. You know? That that hopefully makes sense. Like there's there's more to it than that. And actually like but that's I don't I'm a little hesitant to like do an entire episode on that just because I feel like like what I think the requirements for a good book of shadows are and what someone else thinks they are might not line up. Although maybe that is a good reason to do it. I don't know. I'm going to have to think about that. That might be a good topic. Maybe. I you know, in theory, I prepare responses to these emails, but I, I just read them and didn't think, how am I going to answer this? I just thought, that looks like a good question. I'm so smart. 
All right, on to the next one. Subject, deities. Hi, so I'm new to studying Wicca. I found your podcast while trying to find more sources to learn from, and I've binged the show. I know you keep it kind of general on the show with your Wiccan background. Would you consider doing a segment on the deities? I'm comfortable with the principle of the goddess and god, but I haven't quite understood how people know who their patrons are. Would you consider sharing yours if you have one and your experiences with them? Uh, not related, do you have any Wiccan podcast recommendations? I hope you have a wonderful day. Um, so, uh, I'll start with the podcast recommendations, uh, just because I don't, um, and this is not to say there aren't some wonderful Wiccan podcasts out there. There are probably some great ones, um, just not necessarily ones that, like, were what I wanted to listen to. So, it's like, I can think of a bunch of different Wiccan podcasts where I've listened to, like, an episode, right? Like, just, like, one or two episodes, and I never got into them. Not because there was anything necessarily wrong with the episodes themselves, but because it wasn't fulfilling what I was looking for to listen to. And that was actually part of the creation of this show was that, you know, hey, I help run a podcast network. I'm looking for a Wiccan podcast, and I'm not finding what I want. Maybe somebody else will be looking for what I want, so I'll make what I want it. Um, that's not to say that you wouldn't like a lot of the other Wiccan podcasts. They might be great. Uh, the problem is because I haven't listened to enough of them. Um, like, I can't recommend them only because I don't know enough. So, because, like, I feel like if I recommend something, it's an endorsement. Um, I feel like if I say, you should listen to X that, like... If it turns out that, you know, the the one episode I listened to is fine, but, like, three episodes later, they're, like, recommending you Silver Ravenwolf books. Like, I don't know if that's going to happen or not. So, I don't, I don't, I will say for witchcraft podcasts, I will casually plug Hex Positive here on the Nerd and Tie Network. You can find more information at nerdandtie.com slash hex, but hosted by Brina Garen, uh, author of Grove Daughter Witchery and the Sisters Grimoire. And that show is really good. Um, but it's not a Wiccan podcast. That's a general witchcraft show the way this one is. So, like, yeah. But, okay, that in mind, let's get back to the um, your deities question. So, uh, I'm a Wiccan. I usually just actually, I don't use specific faces for the god and goddess. Like, I usually just think of them as the god and the goddess. I know a lot of people do, like, so... Like, most Wiccans view, like, all gods as faces of the god and all goddesses as faces of the goddess. So, like, they'll pick um, specific, um, specific like, goddesses to, like, that is their version of the goddess or, like, gods, that is their version of the god. And I kind of did that, like, a little bit when I was younger, but I was just kind of picking mythological figures I liked. Like, there wasn't, like, some deeper meaning behind it. Like, I've talked about, like, in the Dabblers episode, I talk about, like, you know, going through, like, a meditative state to, like, meet a fetch deer or a filga, or I um, might be saying that wrong, because I've... It's Norse. Um, like, but I didn't have that kind of experience when I did use, like, the concept of a patron god. I literally just picked one. Up. That doesn't... But some people, like, have, like... Some people try to seek out spiritual experiences, and some people just pick ones they like. 
And or there there are people like me who just kind of view the general idea of the god and goddess as like their own thing, and I don't bother putting faces on them. Uh, but it's perfectly legitimate to, legitimate to do that. And so I guess it 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 I would say if you want to put a face on the god or goddess, if you're a Wiccan, this is obviously advice for Wiccans. If you're another form of like if you're like a hard polytheist, this is going to be all total nonsense. So don't worry about it. Um, but I would say find ones that just speak to you based on who they are. Like if you find like, you know, a God that speaks to you, use that face. I mean, cause you have to understand as a Wiccan, you're still actually, you know, communing with this, either you know god or god the god or the goddess like we're, we're still we're duotheists um it's a soft polytheism where it's not really polytheism you know it's it just you know find something that speaks to you yo so the next question is uh subject feedback episode which you know clearly means they expected the, for the feedback episode, so I'm, I'm okay that I didn't respond, and I don't feel bad about that. All right, so the message is, how did you choose your craft name? How do you practice your craft in day-to-day -day life? These are the two questions they sent. The first one, how did I choose my craft name? Um, That is... So So my craft name is Traegorn Ravenhawk. That's what Trey is short for. Um, exciting, I know. Uh, so the raven and hawk are both fetched ears of mine. So that's that's that answer. Okay, secretly it's the the crow is actually one of my fetched ears more so than the raven. But raven sounds cooler. I'm I'm not gonna lie. Raven sounds cooler than crow hawk because the Cooper's hawk is one of my fetched ears. So um. Yeah, it's, uh, so that's where the Ravenhawk half came from. Tregorn is a longer story involving kind of some personal stuff that I'm not going to talk about on the podcast. Um, I'm not offended that anybody asked, but I'm just, I'm not going to, it's, uh, it, there, there, there are links to a book character. There are things involving, um, Wow, yeah, no, I'm just not going to explain that. Uh, so, yeah, Tregorn, that half uh, is a long, complicated story about how that came about. Um, and uh, it's meant different things at different times, but it's definitely me. Um, you know, I've been using Tregorn as, like, my primary, like, online name since the 90s. And this guy read it and used it for his, like, amp guard character. And then he had, like, I was really annoyed for a while because I went to register on LiveJournal and this name, which I made up, I literally invented this name, uh, is was registered already on LiveJournal by this guy. Um, and I, like, it, I know who he is. He freaking took my name. For a while, there was an Encyclopedia Dramatica thing written about him i think it's been posted been deleted for being 
like not notable enough, but it was more offended that like the article about wasn't about me. It was about this other guy to, to yeah, who took my name. I was mad about it. I'm still mad about that. I am. All right. How do I practice in my craft in my day to day life, though? That's the, the other question. Um, little stuff. Like, I am minorly maintaining the wards around my home a little bit every day. Um, I carry certain items with me. I carry talismans with me. Um, to me, it, like, it's just such a utilitarian thing. Like, say I can't find something in my apartment, I will just instinctively cast a little spell to try to help find it. Like, little dumb things like that. I just kind of, like, offhandedly... Because I do, like, stuff through, like, energy work. Like, I don't use a lot of physical components in my spellcraft. So, like... I'm just casting stuff all the time. <laughs> um, You know, curse your enemies on lunch at work. It's just... I. It It's just little things. Um... There'll be days where I... And, and I want to point out, like, you don't have to do stuff every day. You don't. Like, I went for years without casting a single spell. Like, just nothing. Um, it's... I I just always, you know, it's just for me, it's, it's fun to, to keep it in the forefront of my mind. You know? Yeah. So... The next email. Subject. For the next episode, can you talk about demonology? Here's the message. Demonology and chaos magic are rarely talked about, and many people would like to be would like more information on them, myself included, obviously. Thank you. Um, technically, I'm talking... Since this was sent after the June episode came out, technically I am talking about demonology in the next episode, because that's this episode. Um... Whew, oh boy, so, like, huh. Demonology is a subject that I am not super well-versed on to start with, so, like, if I were to do an episode on, and I don't practice chaos magic either, um, if I was to do an episode on either of those topics, um, I would have to do some heavy research. And I'm uh, So this is not me saying no, but this is like a, I can't, what well, I don't know if some of you guys realize this like if I'm doing a topic that I don't know a lot about, which I've 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 kind of like sometimes handled like I do a lot of research. Like I do sometimes multiple months of research. Like even things that I do know about, like some of the history stuff. Like I was pulling sources uh for like a good month or two for the like the satanic panic episode. So like anytime I'm tackling a subject that like I'm that I need to do research, like, I need to do solid research, and I need to have the time to do research, which is why, like, you know, sometimes I'll, if, if, in my process, what you find out is, like, if I need, like, if I don't have the time to deal with something, I'll pick a topic I'm really well-versed in, because then, like, I'll still make sure I verify what I'm saying before it comes out of my mouth. I don't have to do a lot of research. Like, I already know where the sources are. Like, I can just go, okay, there, oh, yep, no, I'm right, great. 
Um, so, and also, like, it's a really complex, because, like, when you get into, like, stuff like the Key of Solomon and stuff like that, you get, there's some anti-Semitic stuff, and, like, there's, there's just, it's a really tricky topic to handle, and, um, I am at this point not casually well versed in it enough to um, put that on the slate anytime soon, so I'm not saying no. I'm not. I'm not saying never, but I am saying that like I don't have the um, the time to do it in the immediate future. So like it's just it. There are with so many other things to talk about on the show that. It's, I, I will admit that it's it's low priority on my list. All right. Let's let's move on to the next one. So on to the next one. Subject feedback question. Hello. First off, I would like to say as someone who has been practicing witchcraft for a few years and has only started looking into Wicca, I think it's so cool to hear someone that started around the same age as me talk about this practice in the length that you do. So, I enjoy researching about the usage of psychedelics and the effects it can have on the body and a person's mental health. My mother, who has been doing many sorts of spiritual practices for several years and has also recently started practicing witchcraft, has met many people who use psychedelics for the purpose of leaving the physical body and entering the astral realm. Have you ever incorporated psychedelics or anything of the sort into your practice? If not, what are your opinions on those who do? So, I haven't. Um... I live a fairly clean life. Uh, I don't drink alcohol. I don't use any drugs. I had to quit caffeine because of my blood pressure because aging is terrible. Guys, it's just the worst. Um, but none of this is a, is a judgment against people who do use these things. Like, I mean, I'm from Wisconsin. I have strong opinions on beer, even though I don't drink it. Like, it's... <laughs> like, it's... For, for me, it's a personal choice. Um, like, I, I, I don't drink for, for complicated reasons. Um, but uh, none of it is a judgment against people who do. Uh, the same with like, you know, with drugs. Like, you know, I I don't I don't use like okay. So with with drugs, it's a it's a myriad of things depending on the kind of drug. You know what I mean? Like, I have no judgment. Like, marijuana's fine, dude. Like, if you are an adult, go ahead and partake. Uh, if it's legal where you are, don't come at me, government. Um, <laughs> um, so no, I haven't used psychedelics. Um, I don't like to mess with my brain chemistry unless it's prescribed by a doctor. Um, but that's a, a personal choice, not a judgment. So I don't really have any negative judgments against people who do choose to use that. I will say that, um, if you're under the age of 21, you probably shouldn't, uh, because, your brain is still developing and our brains are still developing into our twenties. I don't remember the exact age, but, uh, like if you are a teenager, you should not use any mind altering substances. Um, you are still developing. You are still in a 
like a more your your the the state that your brain is in using mind altering substances could be physically harmful to you. So just maybe don't. Just wait. Um but if you're an adult like I I don't have I don't really have any like the only times I worry about people on drugs is when it's something that's highly addictive like, you know, like something like cocaine or meth, you know, things that will destroy your life if you get addicted to them. Um the use of psychedelics though, uh non-addictive psychedelics are, are fine, I guess, like as long as you're being safe, go for it. Um as long as you're being safe. I I don't I'm I'm not a doctor, you know, I can't tell you what is okay and not okay for that kind of thing and um so I I'm not necessarily going to recommend it, but I'm not going to judge you for it. I think that's probably the safer way to to say that. Um Yeah. Yeah, I think that's that's a good enough answer. <laughs> that's a good enough answer. Yeah. All right, on to the next one. This is a long email, um, but it's a good email. So we're gonna we're gonna skip the part where they say nice things about me, because um, it's a subject: the burning times. Um, and so the the we'll skip the part where they're really nice to me. Uh, So we're going to go with, um, however, there's something you mentioned, and you must forgive me for being so nitpicky slash pretentious about the way in which accusations were thrown around, which I hope you don't mind me clarifying. The idea that X accuses Y because they want their land or some other reason is an inherently flawed modern attitude to how witches were accused. While we know today that these people, usually midwives or cunning folk, were not witches, personally, I think some modern and historical witches would practice in a very similar way, but that's a whole other long message, which I'll spare you. The people of the time would not. Every single person would have believed in and been afraid of witches with varying degrees of severity at various times in the period. To not believe in witches was arguably unchristian at the time. I cannot stress how strong the belief in witches was during the period. As a general rule, every accusation would have been founded in genuine suspicion, especially as to accuse someone could be quite dangerous to the accuser. It wasn't an action to be taken lightly or simply because that bitch Becky next door has a nicer cow than you. Would it have been suspicious? Would it have been a suspicion we would consider petty slash silly or outrageous today? Most likely, but to them it would have been very reasonable. The social control theory behind witchcraft accusations is perhaps, perhaps my biggest pet peeve slash the hill I will die on. So alas, I was driven to write you this message. Uh, Robin Briggs' Witches and Neighbors and Brian Levick's The Witch Hunt in Early Modern Europe are my current go-to books, should you be so inclined. Anyways, that's my little rant over with. Thank you so much for making the podcast. Much love from the UK. Yeah, it's again, there was there was more, but that was the, I think that's the, the crux of why they wrote to me. Um, I'm going to be honest and say that my research for that episode was mostly driven into the numbers and like my biggest interest was debunking the burning times narrative, which I think that's that episode very much uh, achieves that. 
So I'm still proud of that. But I will say that, like, I I will admit, while while putting that episode together, I didn't really go into the um, depth of the history of, like, of the motivation for the accusations. So, like, and I'll tell you, the most I ever thought about it um, has to do with, like, things I know about the Salem witch trials. So it's... The, as a general like concept of of the witch trial period in in Europe, I don't. I'm just gonna have to to say that like I don't know if I'm. You seem very confident, but I haven't read these books that you've recommended nor vetted those authors. So, at the moment, I'm going to trust you, that you're right. <laughs> Uh, but I'm saying that with the caveat, because again, anytime I say something with certainty, I am in theory then endorsing an answer or a source or a book that in this case I haven't read. So I'm, I'm going to say that I believe you with the caveat that I will need to do more research before I confidently say anything in any direction. But you're probably, I mean, you seem much more confident in, in, in it than I am. So I am inclined to agree that you are correct. Um, but again, not because I have gone and checked anything myself. I don't know. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I'm just going to make noises, I guess. And wave my arm around, which you can't see because this is an audio podcast. And that's not how the Internet works. I mean, it works that way if you're doing video, but we're doing audio. And so the Internet really had nothing to do with that. I'm rambling. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to let your words speak for yourself. Speak for themselves. And uh, we'll just uh, go with that. All right. Um. On to uh, another message that I got. Um, here we go. After listening to your episode on the craft, I thought to myself that you must have some strong thoughts on the American Horror Story coven season. To be fair, I watched it before I started exploring witchcraft on a personal level, though I was interested. So at the time, it was purely for entertainment value. I've been meaning to go back and watch it now to see how much they butchered the idea of witchcraft and Haitian voodoo, and or played into the stereotypes. I would love to see an episode in the future to address that show if you ever need a new topic. I'm always excited to see new portrayals of witchcraft and entertainment, but always hesitant to see how it's portrayed. Yeah, so I I actually haven't watched um, the Coven season of American Horror Story. I've, the, I've only watched the Murder House season of the show, um, which and it, was, it was good, but like, I don't, so it's like I don't like a lot of horror. I only like I only watch it like when I'm in the mood for it. Like I have to be in the mood for it. And so I never went back and watched more American Horror Story cuz I mean it's an anthology series. So like I mean I know that they've had like stuff revisited from previous seasons, but you know overall like each season is supposed to be a new story. So yeah, I haven't gone back um I haven't gone back to the show. So I didn't I didn't watch the Coven season saw screen grabs from it all over Tumblr, but I didn't watch the Coven season, so I don't have a strong opinion right now. Um, I will probably 
I will probably end up uh, covering this, though, on the show because um, it, it was pretty popular. Like, it's a popular show. So I should probably watch it at some point and then talk about it. That's, that's not a bad idea. That is a very good topic idea for the show. And I think I think as we have crossed the 36-minute mark that it's probably time to, to call it good for this episode. Thank you all so much for your messages. If you sent something in and I didn't read it, I'm sorry. There's just only so much time. Sometimes I didn't cover something because I didn't have a good response. Some of those didn't, and some of them are like... Some of y'all's questions requires like a lot of research, and I just knew I wasn't going to be able to adequately answer them during the show. So with that, um, I want to thank you guys for tuning in. Thank all of you magicians. Um, remember, you can follow the show on social media. Um, I'm at T-R-A-E-G-O-R-N on Twitter. I'm T-R-A-E-G-O-R-N.tumblr.com. And I am... <laughs> you can follow the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash bsfreewitchcraft. BS Free Witchcraft is brought to you by patrons who are listeners just like you who have felt uh, who have been able to contribute to my Patreon. Um, you can always become a contributor by finding me at patreon.com slash T-R-A-E-G-O-R-N. That's patreon.com slash Tregorn with a G in there. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, a special witchy shout out to the um, patrons Lindsay Dose. I hope I'm saying your If I'm not saying your name right, on these, like, send me a message or something. But uh, Lindsay Dose, Bruce Norville, and Meg Tenholzen. Um, if you would like to have your name shouted out, there is a tier on the Patreon, which uh, would give you that option. Um, but I understand that things are tough all around, guys. And so if, uh, if you can't contribute to the show, I understand. Um, but just share the episode around. Tell everyone about it. Subscribe to the show on iTunes or uh, Spotify or uh, Google Podcasts or Stitcher or TuneIn or pretty much any place you can find podcasts, you can find this show. And subscribe, share the links, tell your friends. Uh, we have a YouTube channel. Um, if you go find the BS for Witchcraft YouTube channel, I am... I, I neglected it for a while, and so, but I'm back to uploading these episodes there. And uh, if you're on YouTube, like and subscribe, man. That's there. Um, and I'm I'm uploading the episodes that I missed the uploads on, like midway through the the, the month. So I'm just randomly they'll, they'll all be up there eventually. But the new episodes are showing up as they come up there, so you can subscribe to this on YouTube. And the the difference between the YouTube and the podcast version is. Um, the YouTube ones on YouTube. It's there's no video. It's still just an audio podcast. But you know, it's there if that's your preferred subscription method. Um, and yeah, uh, remember we have a Discord for the Nerd and Tie Network has a Discord. But as we all know, anyone who's been on there knows that uh, the uh, the witches dominate the Discord. Uh, remember, you can always listen to uh, yeah. But uh, the Discord, you can always get an invite at nerdentai.com slash Discord. 
Um, you can find this show's website as either at either bsfreewitchcraft.com or nerdandtie.com slash bsfreewitchcraft. And, uh, yeah, if, if you're looking for another witchcraft podcast to listen to between episodes here, because obviously this is a monthly show, you should check out Hex Positive, hosted by Brina Garen, which is also on the Nerd and Tie Network. And you can find more information at nerdandtie.com slash hex. And she... Um, is doing more witchcraft stuff. Uh, Breeze the Secular Witch is the author of several books, one of which I recommended on this show. I mean, you you heard her talk in, like, like just the last episode on this show. Like, we, she was, she's been on this show a couple times. She was on our craft episode and in um, the uh, 2019 uh, um, Ghost Stories episode in October. You should you should listen to her podcast because it is neat and it is awesome. And so with that, Majikins, I'm I'm gonna bid you a fond farewell, and I will talk to you all again in a month.